Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Cavs a podcast. I'm Nate Smith. I'm here with David Wood, and uh, the Cavs are down 0-2. David, do they do they have a shot to come back? Uh, well, I <laughs> wanted to think that after Game One, but I kind of think we might uh, be getting swept here. No, I don't think so. Fortunately, no, I um, don't think so. I don't think. I mean, if Steph Curry shoots nine of seventeen from three. In Cleveland, then yeah, that might happen, but I don't think he's going to be that hot again. So, and, yeah, but the the rest of the Warriors weren't that. I mean, they were hot, but they're not blazing from yeah. three. So one of the things that really hurt the Cavs is they came out and clearly the screener was slipping the picks right at the beginning of the game, um, and it took. Probably till early in the third to adjust to that. I mean, JaVale McGee was six of six. Um, Jordan Bell was two of three at the line. Sean Livingston was five of five at the line. Um, and the switch man, which was often LeBron, was not switching and not chucking the roller. And they were just basically taking advantage of LeBron's passivity on, in the pick and roll defense and, I mean, is that kind of the way you saw it? Yeah, well, I mean, LeBron was clearly tired. Like, yeah. early on, they, the Cavs seemed like they the switches were sloppy, but they got caught up because they tried to trap a couple times. Mm-hmm. And then people, like, nobody was coming from the weak side yeah. and leaving. 
And especially when LeBron was on the weak side, he there were a couple times he literally just watched like JaVale dunk it or someone just get super deep and score. Yeah. And, and that it, and sorry, go ahead. Well, that kind of just seemed like the first quarter, the theme of the first quarter. Yeah. Basically. Well, and to me, just saw I saw a lot of slipping of the pick and uh, people were staying with the guard and they were just getting wide open dunks and layups. I mean, JaVale McGee was six for six. Um, yeah. And, you know, it, and the Cavs did not adjust quickly enough. And before you knew it, the Warriors had a, you know, a double digit league and the Cavs were pretty much trying to climb out of that hole the rest of the game. Um, once sorry, the Cavs ahead. even, once the Cavs adjusted, the Warriors started doing what happened like the very first time we played them where Draymond would catch the ball and make a pass to get the ball moving around. Right, right. But, and and to me, that was definitely part of the problem, but the Cavs' offense was clearly part of the problem again. Um, and also the fact that, you know, LeBron James was just gassed. And, you know, I said it in the finals last year, but the Cavs have to find a way to get LeBron in the finals 10 minutes off a night, and yet again, we're seeing the same thing, and... You know, uh, Ty Lue found out that Jordan Clarkson is not playable again because he was a disaster. Yeah, it took him three seconds before Curry blew by him. Yeah, and then, <laughs> uh, you know, missing wide open shots and layups and making stupid turnovers and um, taking shots LeBron could have taken. Yeah. Oh God, he. Yeah, he just. There's a reason he's wide open, and then you know you've got Jeff Green a two from three. You've got J.R. Smith, two of nine. I mean, J.R. Smith putting the ball on the floor and throwing up weak-ass floaters, pardon my French, and then not swinging the balls to the corners. And, you know, one for four from three. He was kind of a disaster. Um, Kevin Love played a nice game. I mean, seven of 18 from the field, which is kind of weak, but uh, three of eight from three, five of five from the free throw line. And Kevin Love, recipient of many an uncalled foul, um, and, and to me, the problem is, is I think the Cavs can beat the Warriors, but I don't think the Cavs can beat the Warriors, the refs, and Ty Lue. <laughs> yeah, I hate talking about referees usually, but there, something is going on with the refing right now. I, it was, like, yeah, the, the, um, the shot, I think it was in the third quarter when Curry took a three in the corner and love got called for it. It was an, and one he oh, stuck he his, stuck feet, his out. feet out. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's not a legal play at all. Yeah. Well, and top that off with, I mean, how many times I counted at least three times where the Cavs just got absolute. I mean, I just feel like the Warriors get away with so much more contact than the Cavs. Like Kevin love just got fouled by Kevin Durant in the second quarter. And or no, it was Jeff green in the second quarter. And came back down. No, it was love. It was love on the block. And Kevin Durant came back down and drove and got a touch foul on a drive. And it's like, you can't, that's a four point swing. And I saw four point swing play, a five point swing play and another four point swing play in that game of just, you know, the Cavs not getting calls underneath. Well, how about that one where Curry got fouled kind of on a three and he threw up that left handed shot? And then it was clearly out off Curry, but they didn't want to call a foul. 
So they called it on the Cavs out of bounds just to make oh, yeah. it up. Who was on him? Was Corver on him? Um, it might have been Hill, Hill or Corver. Corver had a yeah. rough game. Uh, yeah, that was. Sorry, uh, go ahead. I guess like the thing that sums up the officiating is Ty Lue gets a technical. Yeah, and Draymond Green, I forget what play it is, but he's like an inch from the ref's face, like screaming at him. He let or he got the and one. He bumps into Tristan and he's screaming. And then yeah. he, he he's just screaming he's at the ridiculous. ref. Like he uh. Meanwhile, LeBron on the lot yeah, that was the one where LeBron basically loved through the outlet pass and literally Oh, like, and it got undercut. Well, literally like um Clay Thompson and Steph Curry tackled him. <laughs> it yeah. was like and I mean that's a pass interference in the NFL, let alone in the NBA. And well, yeah. What and about that was the, the one Ty Lue got the tech for. Yeah. And that was the total. I mean, I understand why Lou was mad. It was bogus. What about the uh, the play where Larry Nance just gets mugged under the rim? They don't blow the whistle for like five seconds and everybody's just stopped playing. Cause it's like, that's got to be a foul. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought they weren't going to call it. I was about to freak out. Yeah. I love the one where Kevin Durant reached all the way around and basically wrapped up um, Larry Nance and then... Um, and then was incredulous after the foul was called. I think that was the same one. And it what, was like, yeah. What was that? Kevin, I'm looking, like Kevin Durant. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I'm looking at the free throws right now. I mean, the Cavs I mean, the had ca- a 26 to 21 free throw disparity. But to me, it's, it more is around the amount of contact that, you know, they get away with. Plus, the Cavs. You know, they were intentionally fouling Looney and JaVale and, but I also, yeah, I mean, come on, Looney's in there and they're in the penalty. You should be intentionally fouling him every time. I mean, he was 0 for that game. Uh, what's his, what's he had on the year? Let me, I'm looking it up. Hold on. He was 38% on the year. Like, if you're in the bonus and Looney is in the game, you should be intentionally fouling him every time. Yeah, that probably even helps the Cavs too because they can reset the defense. Right, exactly. Or the uh, like, not have to play defense. Yeah, I just don't even understand. Like, it's these little things that Ty Lue is missing. Well, how about the fact that um, Tristan Thompson was the best plus minus of all the starters at minus one, had eleven points, uh, five rebounds, only played twenty three minutes. Like, yeah, I, I thought Nance was the best big, but Nance. But the problem no, with Nance, minus thirteen. Yeah, the problem with Nance is he doesn't have good hands for defensive rebounding. Like so many times, he'll block out, and the guy will just grab the ball from him. Like he kind of has Trump hands. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, seriously, he hadn't. He had so many rebounds that were taken from him, and and yeah, he's a good rebounder. Um. But Tristan was playing a much better defensive game, and honestly, his timing on his rolls was better. Like, and he had two really nice plays where LeBron got trapped, and he set up. Uh, he just think, barreled towards the hoop. Well, he, no, one he set up uh, Jeff Green in the corner or George Hill in the corner, and the other one he set up. Um, he hit Jr. and then Jr. hit Jeff Green, I think. Yeah, uh, Kevin Love, and then another one oh. he set up uh, Jeff Green, but Jeff Green fumbled the ball. And Jeff yeah. Green was terrible that game. Uh, just do you cringe every time he shoots a three? 
Well, uh, it's infuriating. How can they not get Corver any shots? Well, any I, sh- I mean, they do a great job of covering him up. I will say that. They don't run any plays for him. No, I that's saw him. also true. Yeah. yeah, I saw, like, maybe two, like, two flare screens for him. Yeah, like, well, they he, literally he have play. only one play for him. That's the other problem. Like, yeah. well, no, they have two. They have basically the pick and pop with LeBron and Corver, and then the baseline screen. But like, that's the only thing they do. You need well, he hasn't been playing with love enough. I don't think. Well, yeah, that's that's also true. But because that that's the biggest threat, especially if J.R. Smith's not going to hit from three. It's you got to take love because it stretches the floor and just causes some chaos. And can we talk about like? how good Kevin Love's defense was that game. Dude, he was an animal. He deserves a lot of credit. He played great Deion Curry. Yeah, I mean, just over and over and over on the island. And then, of course, Curry has that one from like 40 feet out as the shot clock's winning up. What are you going to do? I mean, that's just a miracle shot that went in because that's who Steph Curry is. But then, like you said, the freaking sticking his foot out. And then how how crap was it? That the Cavs take all their starters out and Golden State oh, leaves Curry's their starters in another thirty seconds so Steph Curry can get the most uh three pointers in Threes. a finals game. Yeah. It's a Golden State thing to do though. Oh yeah, they're douches. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They're just they're, douches. And I feel like by the end of this end of the series, the whole the entire NBA is gonna hate them. Well, I I can't stand that team for a couple of reasons. One it's like Van Gundy was talking about in the game. It's like if you just wear the refs down like Draymond does, you might get one technical or you never get a technical. And oh, the yeah, guy who never goes after the refs, Ty <laughs> um, gets a tech. And he's, yeah, it's ridiculous. And, and on a legit call, like you would think the Cavs, I don't know, my opinion is the Cavs should have dressed Perk and started throwing some elbows because the way that game was being officiated, the Warriors were getting away with so much contact and they needed to tighten up the way that game was played. I feel like that would help the Cavs, but what I was saying in the preview, why not? Like they should be going at green so hard, like just to mess with them, like get LeBron to switch on to green and drive. Cause green's going to do some dumb stuff I don't and he'll get himself so. in foul trouble. No way. Green, you th- no, he's way too good of a defender. He's a ridiculously good defender, David. Well, no, I mean, I'm saying, like, just just to, like, get in his head. Maybe. Like, just run stuff at him. Like, make him feel like he's not good. How about the other thing that annoys me about this series is Golden State's playing illegal defense on almost every play. Like, they've got a foot in the lane for... There was one, they whole um, Cavs bench counted to eight on JaVale McGee. <laughs> And they never called illegal defense. It's like, I mean, if you're not going to call illegal defense, you might as well just get rid of it entirely. Well, <laughs> part of the problem is how Cavs' offense is so LeBron-centric. The the but he's moving. Yeah, well, it, agree their attention down. Yeah, exactly. They're always on LeBron. Yeah, they don't run an <laughs> offense that makes any sense, and. I mean, LeBron playing pretty much played the whole game, but took him out at the end just because they were down 19 with four minutes left, and they kind of waved the white flag. 
He he rested a lot though he during did. the game. He did like a a substantial. The problem amount. is he rested too much on defense, and you can't beat Golden State when you're resting on defense. I mean, everybody's got to be up in everybody's grill all the time. Um, That's and sorry, go ahead. Well, I think the Cavs they play well. They obviously didn't play that great a defense, but when they were actually playing defense, they looked pretty good there were like a couple possessions where they the warriors like got bailed out on a really tough shot or just like it was a battle at least yeah but then when you give up fast break points and you give up like curry just walking into a three like you can't they gotta kill it early that's what killed them but to me most of that was lebron was the guy i saw being guilty on those switches most of the time i although the other guy was jeff green and then the third guy was J.R. Smith, who was just J.R. Smith was J.R. Smith was awful, awful that game, awful. He got blown by so many times. Yeah, like even if the switch was done properly. Yeah, and you know, Corver was minus eighteen, but I felt like he played better defense. Uh, he was present and tried. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at times, but I, it's just and the fact that you know, I love how Chetty Osman comes in and motors up the left side like the fastest guy in the Cavs clearly and gets a bucket in about two seconds and you know can't get any playing time so and the fact that Ty Lue was talking about Rodney Hood today this <laughs> is like the Ty- guy is so horrible Ty Lue is clueless yeah like I, he, he really has to be I I don't get it I mean and like, the problem is is Jose Calderon is unplayable like Against this team. There's no... They don't play anybody. Like, I almost feel like maybe Calderon, you might... Do you think Curry would just eat him alive? Uh, probably. Actually, they would would just run... No, here's the problem with Calderon. They would just run Curry, Durant, pick and roll, and get Durant on Calderon. It would be over. Yeah. Uh... I want to see Calderon play because he can't be worse than Clarkson. No, and like and and the, I, like the one my thing with point is play Chetty at the backup point guard or give him some of LeBron's minutes because the Cavs are not going to win if LeBron has to play more than forty minutes. It's just well, I w- too exhausting. I would run out. I, the only reason I put uh, Calderon out there is because he could run a successful offense for right. maybe five minutes and get Corver some shots. Yeah. But like the way, the way Lou's playing using Corver right now, Corver needs to start. Yeah. Like he can't get he can't get enough looks with that second unit, and right. bringing Jeff, they're bringing Jeff Green in. Jeff Green's not doing anything. Right, and Jr. was just an abject disaster. Like yeah, Jr. is done. He's in his own head. Well, not only that, like, I just think he's done as a player. He has absolutely no lift either. Like he, he cannot kinda, finish at all anymore. It, they had him. He had his shirt off going to the locker room, and he actually kind of looks a little, a little uh, dad bod, a little paunchy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that game was so in his head, and that I mean, game one was the game to steal. Not even a steal. The game was stolen from them. Yeah, they won. They won that. We'll yeah, always have that. We'll always have that. That the the San Francisco screwjob. <laughs> This was <sighs> this, yeah, and this was just the game that I was worried about because you knew that the Warriors had at least one of these games in them, 
And that's why I was like, when they weren't shooting that well in game one, uh, I was like, this is the game to win. And they just got effed in the A. We'll just, yeah. I mean, I think tonight the, it was kind of a winnable game at points and just yeah, I mean, all they the fast it to five in the third quarter. Yeah. All the fast break points and then the blowing, the blowing coverages. And then on top of that, like even when you play defense, like great defense against the Warriors, yeah. Durant can still hit a 20 foot shot with someone's hand in his face. Yeah. I, and that's and something. Then Curry falling over 40 feet away. Yeah. I mean, that's the problem with playing them. But I mean, I give Kevin Love all the credit in the world. He was, his defense 101 was fantastic. Like, it was not his fault that Curry scored nine three-pointers. No, not at it, all. It, I mean, he had the one in the corner, and he had the one way out up top. But other than that, I felt like he did a really nice job on him. Like, he made him a driver every time. You can give Lou a little credit that he finally started deciding to use Love the switch on Curry yeah. instead of trapping. Yeah, well, that's true. The problem is, is, is how long can Love do that? But, I mean... I just felt like LeBron, when I saw that he didn't sub out in the first half, I was like, there's no way he's going to have the energy. Not after that first game. And and they just clearly don't have a plan for when LeBron... They have no way to play with LeBron on the floor because they don't trust Clarkson. Uh, To me, the answer is playing Chetty at the backup point guard, but apparently no one believes that's a good, a viable alternative. So... I mean, I'd, I'd give Chetty a chance at least. I he can't be worse than Jordan Clarkson. That's true. So and, and Chetty, I felt bad because he got burned by Steph Curry on that first one, but that's also a ridiculously tough cover. Go come off the bench and cover a guy who's had eight threes this game and is probably the best shooter in the NBA. And is already warm. <laughs> Not warm. Red hot. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, he's like, got to uh, close that out too. So I thought the the other area the Cavs kind of messed up was uh they didn't really take advantage of their second chance opportunities. No. They well, yeah, exactly. 16 offensive boards to the Warriors 7. I mean, they had 19 second chance points and the Warriors just had 9, but it kind of seems like Kevin Love definitely missed I think three or four putbacks. Yeah. And Larry Nance had a lot that we had a shot at a no board and then he got it taken away from him or stuff like that. That's where I felt like Tristan was doing a really good job on the offensive boards of, you know, giving them actual real second chances. Um, I felt like Tristan should have played a lot more. Like I felt like, and I know why they don't because he can't post anyone up. Mm -hmm. Although He, he has that goofy like scoop floater shot yeah but the other thing that happened with him was had they switched thompson on him and thompson was just holding him with his right arm the whole time and they were never calling it and i'm i hate how much contact golden state gets away with well they do it they just start the game doing it yeah and the Cavs just don't get away with it yeah, it's I mean it's a smart strategy. The Cavs it is. They're it. not going to call it, but it's also like why even have rules if you're not going to enforce them? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and I I didn't believe Ben Worth's conspiracy theory, and I'm starting to. So Ben's conspiracy theory is that 
the the officials are calling this one for Golden State to force LeBron off the Cavs because <laughs> they want I, him to go to a bigger market. <laughs> yeah, but where he's no LeBron's market is the world, no matter where he's at. Oh, I agree with you, but like people that are jocking on LeBron will keep doing it. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, I it, and that's the thing that pissed me off about Houston losing. Because I was like, Houston, I could see taking a run at LeBron, but I can't see, um, I can't see LA getting enough together to make it a competitive team. So, I don't know. I don't think LeBron would, I don't think he's leaving. I don't think he is either, but the Cavs gotta get somebody, and I want the best wing available. Like, I got in an argument today with, uh, Somebody from FTS, basically, it was an article about how the Cavs need Wendell Clark. I'm like, what what league is this? Like, you need a mediocre big man. And their argument was Al Horford took the Cavs to seven games. And I was like, no, that was Jason Tatum. Yeah. (laughs) It is just a wing wing and guard league now. You know what I mean? Especially in the switch everything, you know. I wish, um... Well, it won't happen, but I think Donich would be a good run mate for LeBron. Actually, I, yeah. I want McCall Bridges, so that guy's got a ridiculous. I don't really too. follow. Sorry? Go for it. What? Basketball enough to really know anything. Oh, I've I never know, but it's not that basketball. hard to just research it. I mean, there's only ten guys <laughs> that should be there. Michael Porter Jr. looks like he, he could be a steal. Ah, he's, I don't, he just doesn't seem like he has the motor to me. I want a guy with a pedigree, not a guy who sat out all season. You know what I mean? Yeah, them, I mean, yeah. If, unless you're going to trade him uh, for a player. but So, like, ah, that was such a frustrating game. So, like, I feel like Larry Nance just needs to squeeze tennis balls all summer just to get does his hands has, better. Does he have small hands? I, I wonder don't know if, if he has small hands, but he seems hands. like he has bad hands. You know what I mean? Well, he has he's a got he, he's too hoppy. Like, like it's almost bad like he's, timing, almost. Yeah, like well, he's just like he's really energetic, and it helps in a lot of ways. But in other ways, he can't just calm down and just yeah. Like, he jumps focus on too getting much the ball. Sometimes. He's got to be yeah. He's got to be jumping or like moving moving around. Like he's one of those dudes who's like you're like oh my gosh, this guy is insanely athletic, and then. Yeah. You watch him play basketball, you're like, how are you not the best guy out here right now? Yeah. yeah, I feel like with better coaching, he could be awesome. But I also feel like he desperately needs to get better hands. Like, yeah. just squeeze tennis balls all summer and shoot well, he, free throws. He's got yeah. good. The Cavs have good big man coaches that... Yeah. Uh, what's what's the dude's name? Like uh, Vitaly Topinko. Uh, yeah, they have him. Is Z consulting? No, he's not. No. But... Yeah, Vitaly's been really good. He was really good with Zizich. Um, yeah. I mean, I feel like we're talking about everything but the game, but I mean, LeBron was really, LeBron was awesome on offense again. I mean, he had some ridiculous passes. He was throwing people open the whole game. I mean, 29 points, 13 assists, five turnovers, two steals, nine rebounds in 44 minutes and, you know, 50% from three and from the field, but he just, did not have the game. I mean, he was minus 18 on the game, which was tied for the it, low. And a lot of that, I felt like, was just his defense. He didn't have the juice to get it done on both ends of the court. 
Yeah, I mean, he gave up a lot. Yeah. Like, especially when he scored. Like, if he scored under the rim, it was almost automatic that the Warriors were going to get back and get an easy bucket. Yeah, well, and that was part of their... That's part of their game plan. But I just... I also feel like he doesn't... I don't know. I Just the way that game was officiated was ridiculous. Like, to me, that game was encapsulated by... The love, you know, outlet pass to LeBron where he got tackled and they didn't get a call. And it was like, how do you not call that? Like, it's ridiculous. I, well, I don't even understand it. It's just starting to feel like even if the Cavs played a perfect game, like the refs would take it away. Yeah, well, they did in the first game. So Yeah. And, I mean, let's talk about the most BS foul overturn ever. With that, I mean, at the very worst, that should have been a jump ball. Like, cause Tony Brothers called it one way and Kenny Maurer called it the other way. They should have just made it a jump ball. Like, that would or, have been a better option than giving Kevin Durant two free throws. Why not just take the, like, the, the lead ref's call? He was at the baseline. He, yeah. he saw what was going on better than, yeah. I don't know who called the blocking charge, which, Turn oh, yeah. it was, and but. then you go to the then it's clearly outside of the circle, and but you go review it anyway just so you can overturn the other thing. And yeah, that was. Did you watch Tom's rant? No, I didn't. It was I really didn't watch good. That. Like basically, <laughs> you can't make you can't adjudicate judgment calls in slow motion of of things that happen in real time. It's ridiculous. Yeah, no, I, I was, totally was agree. Main point, and, and I mean the Cavs got jobbed. I mean George Hill got three absolute garbage fouls called on him. Uh, one, he had his hand on Draymond's back during a layup, and it was like, how is that? He wasn't even. You could like see the jersey moving. Like it wasn't even a firm contact. On yeah, that one. it was ridiculous. Um, and and then that foul at the beginning of overtime, and it was like, okay, yeah, they're not gonna let him play, and then. I thought Draymond Green fouled him on his layup on the other end. Like I thought he hit him on the arm, but I mean, whatever. It's it's, it's Green. He's going to get away with it. Yeah, exactly. And he's a really good defensive player, but he gets away with so much. Well, that's and, part of his why. Part of what makes him so good. He's learned how to make the refs like he gets refereed a different way. That's part of his skill set. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and, and not to say that the Warriors didn't play very well that game. I mean, you know, JaVale McGee, 6-6, six six, Sean Livingston, 5-5. Five five. Livingston was ridiculous that game. 15 minutes, five, uh, 10 points, 5 rebounds. I mean, he just was perfect. Or, you know, Jordan Bill comes in and gives him 2-3, and then... Oh, how about the play at the end of the first half where... LeBron gets fouled before the inbound, so it's one shot in the ball, and then they they Jeff Green screws up, and they get the ball stolen on the other end. Yeah, who stole that bell? No, it was Draymond. Oh, yeah. So I just pulled up the Warriors like shot chart. Hold on, they hit like an absurd amount of mid range shots. Yeah. So they oh, went, uh, and most of those were Kevin Durant. Seven of nine. Well, Sean Livingston. And Sean Livingston, yeah. Probably four of them. But yeah, seven to nine from like the, the close mid range. Yeah. 
the 21 to 29 at the rim. I didn't realize it was that bad. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I desperately wish Jay Crowder was still on this team just to give them another wing. Like, especially just to take some of JR's minutes. <laughs> it was just a disaster. It, oh, that's the other thing. If they played Jetty, Jetty could actually crash from the weak side and recover. Like, yeah. he could help stop people getting the free rolls to the rim. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Plus, he leaks out, and he makes the extra pass. I mean, J.R. Smith's just blowing by Curry and then getting in no man's land and then just Throwing, doing he has nothing. The wor- he's got the worst floater in the NBA. Yeah, he's just throwing up it's guards. It's hideous. Yeah. yeah. At least if, uh, if – wait for Tristan to get there. Like yeah, Exactly. Exactly. And yeah, they just don't, they don't have an offense that makes any sense half the time. And, and yet, you know, they still score 103 points tonight, but, you know, on 41% from the field and 33% from three. So yeah, it was a frustrating game for sure. I mean, the Cavs out rebounded them, but like by just one, but like you said, the Cavs just weren't converting on their, and they only had 10 turnovers, but they just yeah. weren't converting on their uh, offensive rebounds, and they <laughs> were just letting, I felt like they just set a terrible tone early and let them totally get in a rhythm. Their body, yeah, the body language was bad. Yeah. I, I really thought they would get up for the game, and it would be a statement by them. Yeah. No, and... I thought they would get more respect from the refs than they did, but they clearly didn't. I mean, yeah, and the but like you said, the body language was bad. I mean, I truthfully, I would rather just play LeBron thirty-five minutes in a game like that if you're going to lose it anyway. And they should have pulled them at the fourth, at the beginning of the fourth. I, yeah, yeah, I but, thought so when like when uh, Curry hit the two threes in a row. Yeah. Well, also. Yeah, I just, the way they're managing the rotations, I mean, I've written about it, Ben's written about it, it's just Ty Lue, I don't know what, if Jordan pictures, Jordan Clarkson has pictures of him, I don't know what's going on, but, and and Jeff Green was awful too, like if he's not attacking in transition or going into the post, he's just not a good player, you know what I mean, offensively? Well, he can't. His, he doesn't have a pump. Like, even if someone falls for his pump fake, he's so slow coming out of it. He can't capitalize on it. Yeah, but he still has a nice post game. Like, yeah, he's good. If a smaller dude's on him, he's instant. Yeah. I, I believe in him. Plus, but he doesn't. He's a really good free throw shooter this postseason. He doesn't take many. But. Well, he's had some he's had some nice stretches. But yeah, speaking of free throws, Larry Nance. I've never seen a guy with such a good free throw form. Like, he, look, just he misses those by like five inches. Yeah, and it looks nice coming off, but his shot looks nice, and he—I don't think he'll ever get three point range. I—I I don't know. He just seems like he desperately needs a shooting coach and a uh, a big man coach. Like, he still seems really raw. Like, and like I said, he needs to just squeeze tennis balls all summer. <laughs> He's young, though, at least. He is. He's 25, but, I mean, he's getting right to his prime, so he needs, you know, he's only got a 
a year or two to kind of get there. Because otherwise, after 27, 27 to probably 31 is your plateau, and then you kind of start, then it's the long decline, so. Uh. Decline on brains. So did you read the the Kevin Pelton thing today about does LeBron make his teammates better? No, I didn't. I, I didn't read it either. But that's uh, a great story, David. Well, <laughs> no, I just was. I've been like thinking about it today, and like it's kind. I I don't really think he makes his teammates better, and like it's starting to get kind of scary because we're seeing like in the new NBA, this LeBron is the team model isn't working. And like I don't know who they can bring in. Oh, I don't like, believe if, that at if all. If he stays, th- I don't you think that it- at all. I think he does make his teammates better. The problem is, J.R. Smith right now is a terrible teammate. Like <laughs> he's probably the worst starting two guard in the league. Yeah, but does <laughs> I mean he's terrible? He's I guess my. Old. I mean, if you replaced him with J.R. Smith from five years ago, he'd be much better. <laughs> he just, yeah, you know. Kyle Korver pro- is old. Rodney Hood was terrible before he came to the Cavs. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the thing, the one thing that LeBron has going against him is he won't let a coach install an offense for him. Well, and that's that. That's what he. This I think it's obvious now that that needs to happen at some point. Maybe I, the past two years, it's looked like. It's the same deal. Like LeBron's trying to do everything, and it's really, really predictable. Yeah, I mean, but I also think the other reason they need an offense is so that they can sit LeBron for you know ten minutes a game and actually well, have an offense. You know, it's kind of a catch twenty two, I guess. Right, exactly. <laughs> With exactly. no offense, you have to play LeBron constantly. But if you play him constantly, you can never have an offense. And and this is why I also, like, I'm looking at this team, and I'm looking at, like, all the epic fails from the offseason. Like, Jose Calderon was their very first free agent signing. I was like, why did they get this guy? And I know he had a good regular season. He had some nice moments in the postseason. But, again, why are the Cavs adding guys who are completely unplayable against the Warriors? You know, well... Yeah, I and thought they then, messed up. In- yeah, and then Clarkson and Rodney Hood. Like, the fact that they gave up a first-round draft pick to eat Jordan Clarkson's $36 million and get Larry Nance. And Larry Nance was the reason they gave up the draft pick. But they should have just told the Lakers to pound salt instead of giving up a draft pick. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, they, they could have gotten him either way. Yeah, that's, that's my opinion. Because, like, and this draft is so loaded. This draft is probably my bet is this is going to be the best draft since 2003. I mean, it's ridiculously loaded. It is, it is bold, but it's like there are guys in this draft. There are probably five guys in this draft, maybe more that would have gone number one, you know, in pre, in drafts within the last five years. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think Bagley is going to be just absolutely ridiculous. I think Donkic is going to be absolutely ridiculous. I actually don't like Aiton that much um, for the same reason I just, I'm not sold on big men in the NBA anymore. But, 
yeah, I mean this this draft's going to be so loaded, and I felt like they just. I mean, Jordan Clarkson is just not a good player. Uh, Rodney Hood is just not a good player. I well, sorry, go ahead. So I thought that. Like, I got, I didn't mind the Jordan Clarkson and Romney Hood trades because my whole thing with the Cavs offseason was they needed to bring in more high variance guys if they were going to yeah. beat the Warriors. Jordan Clarkson and Romney Hood are high variance guys. Just unfortunately, they are always on the high variance side of sucking. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, Rodney Hood, I posted today, he was the worst player in the NBA in RPM that played over 25 minutes a game. <laughs> I mean, but, he had a 4.3 negative RPM this year, which is a, which was the bottom 5% of the league. It was damn. abysmal. And that was who, before he got to the Cavs. Who else would could they have brought in, though? That's the other no, thing. No, I'm not... Yeah, that's probably part of it. I mean, I felt like Dwayne Dedman would have been a great get for them, but I don't that's know if too- he could have played in this series either. So, yeah. Um, who's the one small forward on the Kings who's foreign? Bogdano or it's not, I think it is Bogdanovich. It's not the same. Oh yeah, Pacers there's guy. Bojan and Bogdan. Yeah, Bojan was a rookie this year. Yeah, like. We need a guy like that, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, they need more wings. I mean, they just do. They need guys that can play shooting guard and small forward that have that can actually hit open shots and actually play defense. Like, they just need more three and D guys. So, how they many just players don't have you, them? How many players do you think the Cavs would need? Like different guys on the team to win the title this year. Um. So, if you replace Jr. with a competent three and D guy. And then added one more guard. I think they could do it with this team. I mean, that includes, you know, they already have Chetty Osman, who should be playing more. Um, I think that would do it. it. But they'd need another competent guard, like Good Earth Jordan Clarkson, to, to back up Hill. And that yeah. assumes no one gets hurt. What about, like, a, um, like a, taking a flyer on a guy like Alfred Payton? Nah, he can't shoot. Can run an offense though a little bit. Eh, I don't. I don't feel like he's that great. I mean, well, no, I'd, he's not great. But. I'd rather take a chance on a guy like Moudier. I don't know. I feel like oh. <laughs> this is what annoys me. Like you look at a team like Boston, they put their rookies in a position to be successful throughout the year, and then once they got to the finals, or, you know, Tatum was really good, and he was he was able to be really good, but the Cavs kind of didn't do that, and maybe they just don't trust rookies, I don't know. Well, they don't get, yeah, they don't I get think, rookies, and Boston was putting, like, they are kind of put in a really good situation by Gordon Hayward being injured. No, like, I, yeah. Right at the beginning rookies, of the yeah. season. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Uh, so, yeah, and, of course, the News of Clay Thompson's injury. Like, I would have been stepping on his foot all night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you might as well. Why not bring Perk in there and just have Perk level him with a couple screens? Well, Some knee-to-knee action. The thing that upset me early was when Steph Curry drove to the basket and beat Kevin Love off the dribble, and LeBron didn't come over at all. And LeBron was kind of the weak side defender, and... 
I was like, oh, this is going to be a bad night because Steph just got a wide open layup and LeBron just kind of stared at him. Yeah, they're sorry. They're not. Uh, they're not being physical with him, and that's no. how they got to him. The last that's when they won the title, they were really physical with him. Yeah, and maybe they're waiting to go back home, but you can't go down 0-2 to a team. Well, but then the other side of this, I also feel like the Cavs may just feel defeated. I mean, I haven't overcome yeah. the refs and and the. Uh, haven't overcome the refs and the team. But yeah, Clay Thompson, eight of thirteen tonight, three of eight from the field, plus they didn't even on make, the game. They didn't even make him work on defense. Like why not run more screens with whoever Thompson's covering just to get yeah. some contact. Well on his they knee. were doing that. They got love matched up on him a few times and they got uh Tristan Thompson matched up on him a few times, but yeah, they didn't really make him defend all that much. And and you knew it wasn't their night when frickin' David West hit that three pointer at the end of the third. I was like, Yeah, that hurt. That was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that hurt bad. I mean Yeah, and at least <laughs> Swaggy P was 0 of five. <laughs> yeah, but I want Swaggy P to succeed. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Cause then he's got the ball more. He makes <laughs> it's like two of those shots he's gonna keep shooting till Kerr, till Kerr pulls him out. Oh yeah. So well just don't foul. Don't give him a reason to call a timeout. <laughs> well, he was 0-4-5 from the field and 0-4 from the line. So. Um, and Dre I'll... is just terrified to shoot threes anymore, unless they're way up, it seems like. Yeah, but he does. Uh, I was Dre, so I, mad I Dr- on that one play where Draymond Green just drove by Tristan because Dristan had a terrible closeout on the left side. Oh, he came at the wrong angle. He like, came total out, wrong angle. Well, and way too out of control. Like, why would you run out hard as you can on Draymond Green? Like, you want him to take that kind of a contested wing three. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cavs need to start, uh, like, defensively just saying, like, look, Green can make all the threes he wants. Let Jordan Bell go. But just stop, like, stop Curry and stop Durant. Cause well, they, that's what they were trying to do, but then that's how they got all those slip screens and all those dunks at the rim. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the problem is, is you've got to switch harder, you've got to communicate on your switches, and you've got to chuck the roller, and they just weren't doing that, and LeBron was really bad at that. Like... That kind of defense totally punishes that kind of free safety rule that LeBron likes to play. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. There's not really a way around it. Well, yeah, you just got to play better defense. But they well, yeah, just but weren't engaged. I mean, they just seemed I, defeated. I, I, I want to see them try. Like, they got to try something. Like, I would try to maybe play Curry straight up. Like, instead of how they're trapping so hard, just come from, have, like, a lankier dude like LeBron or Jeff Green. Like, when they're going to do that, don't trap. Just switch it, but have LeBron or one of those dudes come from the side and, like, force Curry to drive. Yeah, well, that's kind of what they've been doing with uh, Kevin Love. Like, and it was and it works. The problem is, like, he hit a couple of ridiculous shots. The other problem with that is, is, they gave up offensive rebounds when they were doing that. Like the one where Draymond cut that rebound over George Hill's back and just put it right back in. And it was like, ah, 
<laughs> you know, and that yeah. and, and LeBron just kind of standing there. I mean, LeBron well, yeah, is just that's where LeBron, Yeah, LeBron needs that. Like, has to give the extra effort if they're going to do that. Yeah, but and that's why I was like, you've got to get him rest. But they're not doing that. So, I mean, Ty Lue just he drives me up the wall. Like he'll have brilliant games, but then he'll have games like these where he just the coaching is just terrible. And and tonight was definitely one of those games. I think he just falls into good games. I, I mean, he has really good games sometimes, but maybe it's just all LeBron. I don't know. Like I thought their defense in the in game one was awesome. I thought their the way they played and the way they were shading. They were almost icing without an eye, without a pick and roll. Like they were just shading um Kevin Durant and Steph Curry when they got the ball at the wing, they were shading them to the sideline so that they either had they had to go to these sideline baseline drives um to score. And I thought that was a really interesting and effective strategy. And they did it really well. And they were doing that some tonight, but uh, the Warriors were a lot better at getting back to the middle and, you know, like we talked about, just the, the slipping of the screens just destroyed them early. Yeah. I don't know. Is Did- there any What adjustment can the Cavs make offensively? It's like we've kind of talked about the defense, but... I mean, offensively, they got to play Korver. They got to start Korver, I think. And you got you to gotta make uh, the Warriors have to actually respect Kevin Love and Korver. You know, don't let Draymond Green, like, be able to hang back and gamble. Like, make force the fact that Draymond's going to have to cover love the whole time. Because hmm. there's there's enough to it. Like, if love and Corver are together, they can get a little bit of confusion. They can definitely get enough separation. Because Draymond's going to go for, he's going to try to jump passing lanes occasionally. Like, they're going to open up. Yeah. What Do you start Thompson still? <sighs> yeah. Probably. Like, I would probably start Thompson still. Because he, he does enough. That Thompson doesn't set, well, I guess Thompson never really sets off-ball screens, like, either. Yeah. But they got to do, they do, they gotta do something. They, yeah. they just need more weak side movement. Because it's, it's really easy to load up on LeBron. So you'll yeah, see the Warriors. They were running they, that against Boston. Where they would run those weak side screens and then get uh, LeBron, you know, kind of a a lot of space on the strong side because there was so much action on the weak side. But yeah, they're not doing that. They're just running those those flat sets. It seems like or ISO or if or if LeBron's going to do that with the ball, be more intelligent about it. At least have everybody stand over on the left side or the right side. Yeah, like let LeBron work against the floor, like one side of the floor, and maybe. A help defender. Yeah. I don't know. This game, the Cavs are making me depressed lately. Uh, it's been a great season. I still think if, the, I mean, obviously game three is a must win game. Um, I, I still feel like they can come back in the series, but like clearly game three, you got to win. And guys that have to play better are J.R. Smith, uh, Kyle Korver. And I feel like, you know, they need a wing to come off the bench, whether that's Shetty or Rodney Hood magically 
turns into a good player. Jordan Clarkson has been a disaster. So he should not see the floor. No, I, well, maybe Jetty is just awful behind the scenes or something. I don't know. I, I, I mean, mean, the guy's making no sense. The guy's won Euro Cups, so it's not like he hasn't played in big games. So, and you know, Chetty Osman and Rodney Hood have been abysmal in the playoffs, yet they keep getting minutes. So, or Clarkson, you mean? Yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, Rodney yeah. Hood and Jordan Clarkson. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, Jordan Clarkson's just kind of—he's very dumb, <laughs> very very dumb per like player. Yeah, he, yeah, he doesn't do. I just am baffled by some of the shots he takes. It's it'd be funny if he wasn't on the Cavs. Yeah, I mean he just and maybe it's because well, and part of it is like you were talking about—they don't run an offense, so he doesn't know where anyone should be. So he's like, well, screw it, I'm just gonna shoot. Yeah. And like they talked about early in the season, the Cavs do a lot better with those guys with set plays, just like Jake Crowder did better with set plays. But, you know, you've got to be a really smart player to play with LeBron and you got to know where he wants you to be all the time. And it that just doesn't happen overnight. So, yeah. So you think. Sorry, go ahead. I just think you need an offense. The LeBron fence, like the LeBron it can only work so well. So, yeah. so what would you do with the Cavs offense? I mean, you talked oh, about a little bit more, a little bit earlier, but run like just copy the Spurs. Just run anything, like floppy sets, possibly. What was like the the Orange set they rub. ran? <laughs> yeah, run run that. That work. But just force, like, there's ways to force teams to actually have to make a decision other than covering LeBron. Right. And you got to, like, you can make players that aren't good better. Like, that Atlanta team that we destroyed in the playoffs that was, like, 60 wins. Like, that's a perfect example. Well, you now, should if they had totally go take some plays from them and get kind Horror. of more of her open. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't understand why they don't run that baseline screen for Kyle Korver. Like, why they don't have him come up and then reverse back to the corner. And then, you know, instead of, and then hit the the screener and have the screener pass back to Love in the corner. (laughs) Or to Kyle in the corner. Like, that would seem to be a wide open look. Because they're jumping so high up on that, on the action up top. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. I, but I mean, th- like, they just don't seem to have any counters off their pet plays. Yeah, well, they there's, like, really easy ways to get Corver going. Like, why not do a give-and-go for him? Like, or a dribble handoff. Yeah. Like, simple stuff. Yeah. Well, they do run that. <laughs> they love that they run the weave and the high, the high post handoff, but it doesn't ever seem to go anywhere. And no, the one thing that drives me nuts is no one ever fakes the hands off and just goes for a dunk. Like, and without that threat, it kind of defeats the purpose of that. So they, I don't they know. also, when they run it, they don't get the ball. Like they should be running that type of thing with LeBron at the top of the elbow. Yeah. Like just because it gets, it would get guys more straight on threes, yeah. but also like, LeBron needs to be at the elbow more. I don't think he posted up once this game. No, he was at the elbow a lot, but he was at the elbow as a passer. 
Yeah, but I don't know. It didn't. I from what I saw, it did not look like he was going to try to score from those. No, positions. but he didn't need to because he was threading needle passes and getting guys looks. So I mean, yeah. Jeff and Gundy talked about it a lot. So sorry, I don't so, mean to uh, keep contradicting you. <laughs> no, I don't care. I just I felt like he wasn't there. There's more they could be doing with him in the post. Yeah, I guess. Like just having his back actually to the basket and starting to work, like going down because that's I don't know, the type of stuff. Golden State just crowds those passing lanes so hard, and they don't play legal defense. And then the problem is, is LeBron is so deep, he goes for that shot, and then they don't get the rebound, and then the Warriors are off to the races. I'm not even saying like I'm not saying do it for the sake of getting a shot. I just think when he does that, the war like the Warriors will collapse. There'll be two or three guys on him, and LeBron's smart enough he can kick the ball out. And with a tiny bit of off ball movement, yeah. guys could get open. Yeah, the problem with that is the Warriors are really good at knowing who to leave open. And when one of those guys is Jeff Green, it's not working. You know what well, I mean? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You just always leave Jeff Green. Yeah. When in doubt. Yeah, I don't know. How uh, the Van Gundy like is really wearing on me though. Oh, the dude, dude, it's like a two-hour podcast about officiating, <laughs> right? Like every single time, and then Mark Jackson, he they don't talk about the game at all. <laughs> yeah, or uh, not enough anyway. It's ridiculous. Yeah, Mark Jackson is. I don't understand what his deal is. Like he yeah. has a clutch job. Well, he was dressed like a pimp tonight. Did you see that? <laughs> oh, I didn't really He had this, that. like, blue shiny suit with a pink shirt and a blue tie and, uh, like, pink uh, handkerchief in his pocket. And I was like, what? Ah, that is loud. <laughs> I mean, that, that outfit would have made Craig Saker proud. So <laughs> it was it was crazy. So it was something. You can buy Mark Jackson's suit. I'm sure. I'm sure I can. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, that's the other one that cracks me up is like how much LeBron. I mean, he is a great teammate, and he doesn't have to do it to set up all his teammates with this stuff. But do you think he really paid for any of that? Hell no. <laughs> like that's all just free advertising for the company that made all those suits. Yeah, I don't even know who. Like who made the suits, but I'm sure he didn't pay for it. Oh yeah, I mean there was articles about it. I'm sure people are looking it up, but and they're talking about his eleven thousand dollar alligator bag, and I'm like, do you really think he paid for that? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. I mean, whatever. It, he he what? is the hardest working player I've ever seen. So it, no, I mean, and I ha- I, ha- I can't even get that upset with him for his bad defense. You know. Because it's like he's playing, he's played 92 minutes in the last two games. <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, when you're the whole, the whole entire offense, right. it's pretty reasonable they don't play defense. Exactly. exactly. I almost think they'd do better if they told the other guys, they're like, all right, guys, like, all you are doing is playing defense. Like, don't look for the ball. LeBron's not going to play defense, but he's. Well, that's kind of. Every what time do. he's good. Yeah, but fully commit to this. I'm not talking about, like, just even leave LeBron down at the other end sometimes. <laughs> Play four on five? Yeah, it'd be almost just as effective. I don't think so, no. That's not going to work, Dave. 
Uh, David grasping at straws for the for the Cavs. So, kind of my prediction on how the Cavs are going to be better in Game Three is a little more physical. Um, like maybe come up. I hope they start Kyle, but I don't think Tyloo trusts Kyle against the Warriors. Which is funny because trust J.R. Smith, but yeah, J.R. Smith can't like cover anybody if he's not on the ball. Yeah, (laughs) he starts watching and other stuff going on, and then yeah, and neither can Jeff Green. Jeff Green was terrible defensively tonight. He had. You think he's someone? Sorry, is Jeff Green another guy that should just only be covering Curry for like just to keep him involved? I don't know. I feel like if they start a guy like um if they start JaVale McGee again, I feel like the Cavs should start Kevin Love and play Jeff Green at the four and just, you know, four out them to start the game. But I don't see him. Yeah. JaVale won't JaVale come out of the pain at all. No, I mean, he won't. That's a, that's a solid, yeah, that's a, actually a solid strategy. Yeah. But then you got to lo- live with, JaVale's going to get a lot of offensive boards. Well, he's going to anyway, but the other thing is, you can get, I mean, they showed tonight, You can if you just stutter step, you can get JaVale in foul trouble pretty easy. You know, he's not a guy that can defend in space real great. So start, maybe don't start Tristan, and then just try to work the foul game against the Warriors. Yeah. Although, tonight, what's it, uh, Thompson got in foul trouble, sort of, and so did Kevin Durant, and didn't do anything. The box score said Tristan Thompson only had two fouls, but I felt like he was fouling all over the place. But maybe not. I mean, George Hill got in foul trouble again. Yeah, they're calling BS stuff on him. Same with Corver, too. He, yeah, he finally got away with a a strip that he... Yeah, that first call from the overtime was just awful. They got to eliminate, too, with uh, George Hill. That's a raw deal when he ends up on Kevin Durant, and they well, don't try... No one crashes down to help him out. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, especially when he's he played, deep. I was like, he played LeBron good. has got to come double faster. Yeah. Like, LeBron well, played, was just sitting there guarding no one half the time. He played good Dion Durant. Like Durant had to hit tough shots over him, but their shots he's going to make the majority of the time. Uh, yeah, but I thought they were all from his spots. Like I didn't feel like he kept Durant from getting to his spots. Like you know who I thought played the no, Dion Durant the whole game was uh, Kyle Korver. Like he did a nice job of crowding him and like not getting to where he wanted to go. But you know Kyle Korver was also minus eighteen, so shows you shows you what I know. Yeah. I don't know. So, have we beaten this horse to death on this game? Pretty much. I, there's not. I want to hear what the other what other people say after today, because it seems like everyone's kind of, especially Cleveland leaning people, are just getting sick of it. Like, like oh, reading Cavs can't win. This one's over. That kind of thing. Or just the no, but well, sort of just reading like uh, like Jason Lloyd. He usually is pretty. Like fair-handed, but he was laying into the raps, like flat out calling him wrong and stuff in his 
his recap of game one. Oh yeah. And like, I mean, just seeing like with the media people. Yeah. The media people from Cleveland, just they're, they're like getting upset about it even, which usually doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, I thought it was the worst, one of the worst officiated games I've ever seen from our old pal but, Tony brothers, but yeah, we're going to, I don't know. We're going to remember this series, even if they win, it'll still be the officiating from the first two games. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think, the Warriors even admitted it with Steve Kerr's comments after game one. Oh, well, yeah. But they were so freaking smug at the end of that game. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Well, Draymond, Draymond deserved to be punched in the face. Like, Tristan <laughs> should have just done it. <laughs> uh, I don't know why Curry doesn't get dusted out more. Like, he's just not, he's not that, he's not as loud. No, no, no. I mean, when he comes in for those layups, like, to me, that's the time to uh, punish him. <laughs> Because the Cavs don't get anyone close enough to him. Well, that's true. And the Cavs kind of don't believe in picking up early fouls. Yeah. And he's kind of like, uh, like how Derek Rose was, where he got, he's really good at avoiding contact. Yeah. Like he has those weird, like serpent like finishes at the rim. And he, that, uh, like how Steve Nash used to do it, like the flat footed layups. He's got a lot of those in his arsenal. But you can still. Dust a guy. You can still touch a guy up. <laughs> you can still touch oh, yeah. a guy. My opinion. Make him pay. Like, I don't understand why, with as good as the Warriors are um, at three point shooting, I don't understand why you don't really try and hit their arms hard early in the game. Even if you give up a couple fouls, just like let them know when you're going on that follow through, I may or may not, you know, hit you right on the funny bone hard. Or, you know, jam your finger. Like, just make them think about it. But one, I mean, it just they, takes they one, that. one time of a dude running into you. Like, JR running into you full yeah. force when you're taking that shot. Yeah, exactly. And then the next time you run on, and you stop. And you don't foul him. But, oh, how about the most BS foul call of that game was when Kyle Corver was jumping sideways. Oh, and Clay Thompson and leaned into him. I'm like... How do you call that? That's just ridiculous. <laughs> well, Kevin Love gets that call. Well, no, used to get that, that call all the time. That is a that was a terrible call. And Kevin Love doesn't do that as much on the three point line anymore because I think they told him he was pump faking too much. Yeah, but I don't know. It's, so, what's your your ultimate uh, prediction then? My ultimate prediction: Cavs in four. No, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> My my ultimate prediction at this point, Cavs in seven. It's going to take seven games to win one, and they're going to have to win these two at home, and then like one in Golden State. Well, I think they'll they'll have to win Game Seven in Golden State. So, <laughs> I like the positivity. Well, I mean, what else am I going to do? I mean, I feel like they have the talent to beat this team. They should be they one do. and one right now. Yeah, but, they do have the talent. That's the worst part about it. I mean, they, they, sorry, go ahead. They, they, I don't know. Like the game one, we should have won, and I think we're gonna have at least one game where we hit like seventeen threes, possibly game three or game four, because they hit nine this game. Last game they hit, I think five. I like that Kevin Love started getting it going towards the end, although he missed a huge one. So, yeah. But they'll have that, and then there's 
probably another LeBron 40-point, 45-point game Yeah, in the works. Hopefully so we, not. Hopefully he saves that for Game 7, because I feel like he's got to get rest before, if, or it's never going to even happen. If we make it to Game 7, the Cavs win the title. I'll, I'll say I, that I now. I, I don't know. I want to see him even it up at home. And because I feel like they are owed at least one, so if they if they can even it up at home, I'll be happy because we'll be at least get into a game six. So I don't want to see a sweep or a gentleman sweep. I want to see a real series because I feel just like they've totally been effed over by the refs um, in game one and and even in game two. There was just a bevy of ridiculous calls. So. I don't know. So what about you? Uh, I don't know. I think Warriors we're getting swept. <laughs> you think yeah. we're swept? I mean, I'm happy if I'm proved wrong, but yeah, right now I do. I just, I don't know that the officiating is going to bounce back enough to make a difference. And the game one, not getting that game one is just such a huge blow. And I kind of yeah. think the Cavs, I thought it would make them like more unified and amped they up. Just... And I kind of think they're like, oh, crap. I just, yeah, like, they don't feel like they can climb the mountain. I think getting the home crowd will, I, will give them some juice, but yeah, they're gonna have to, they're gonna have to find some energy in game three, for sure. Maybe there's a puzzle hidden in the arena again or something. What? I don't know about. Yeah, remember that when they won the title, there was a, um, oh, money in the ceiling? Yeah, money, but I think one year they had a puzzle. I think that was the same year they had a puzzle, too. I'd never heard about this. Yeah, where uh, each player it was like in the shape of Ohio or something, but each player was like a part of the puzzle, and when they won the game, they put the piece in. It was like 16 pieces. Oh, huh. Because the, the money thing happened when the, uh, they're like, we're going, when they're like, all right, we're coming back to Golden State. Oh, yeah, after game. Yeah. Because they had game to get their dollar. Two? Yeah, they had to get their dollar five. bills back. After game I think five. it was game five. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's hope Ty Lue's got something like that up his sleeves. For sure. Or maybe they fly in Richard Jefferson and Channing Fry to just hang out. I miss it. Channing Fry would be so valuable this series. I think Richard Jefferson would be. Rather have yeah, him I than on Richard the floor. Jefferson's done. I mean, he hit some threes at least. Yeah, no, I think he's done. I think I mean he didn't even sniff the floor for the for the uh, Nuggets. Yeah, that's true. I think I Channing would have been so much so helpful though. I mean, well, Channing was out because of what he had, well, appendicitis, he had appendicitis or something. Yeah, but that's true. But like, I feel like they could actually really play five out with Channing. Unfortunately, they can't do that with Thompson and Nance. So. They can't. I mean, they don't really have a five-out lineup right now. Yeah. To any lineup, like They'd I have to so p- wish they could have got Dwayne Dedman. Like that <sighs> would have so helped. Like that's like uh, that's your new um. Well, it's, Thad Young. He's my new Thad Young. Well, he's a guy that shoots forty percent from three and can block shots. I mean, you can play a five-out lineup with a center like that. So. Yeah. yeah. Who if they don't have a who would they have to play now for a five-out? You'd have Love James. George Hill, obviously. They probably have to play Calderon. And then... It would be Smith and Corver if you really were 
being technical about it. Like that's their five yeah. best shooters. Yeah, but if you're being smart about it, you you drop Smith and put Calderon in because it'll yeah, hit the threes. But you couldn't really defend anyone then. Yeah, but yeah, because they. I mean, they, they gotta try something crazy. Yeah, they gotta try some stuff. I don't know. Um. So. So I guess the million dollar question. So if you think they get swept, do you think LeBron's here next year? Yeah, I do think he's here. I I do too, but I think also he's going to hold Dan Gilbert's feet to the fire and make him give him the supermax. So well, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. he's he's getting the supermax if he stays because I think he has to get it this year, yeah, or else he, he won't can't be eligible. Year, yeah, yeah, he's going to get the supermax, and unfortunately, I don't think the Cavs are going to get better. I think oh, like I think they'll get better just from the draft, and they'll uh, probably stretch pay J.R. Smith. <laughs> And then they have a full mid level, so they can bring in. Like I've already taught the two guys I've already heard about on the mid mid level. um, JJ Redick, if they could get him on the mid level, that'd be so perfect. No way, JJ Redick's going to get more money than that. Yeah, but the question is: Does JJ Redick want to win, or does he want to make a bunch of money? Mm, I think he wants to make a bunch of money, kind of. <laughs> okay. Because he, well, there you go. He's much more. Uh, oh, well, I, I could a, see Philly just re-signing him too, because yeah, because I mean they're not keeping him if they sign LeBron, but I don't think LeBron's going to Philly. No, that'd be insane. Oh, the other thing that's funny about Philly is this Colangelo thing could not come at a worse time for them. Oh yeah, we haven't even talked about that. Yeah, so you think who do you think did it? So the the rumor now is that that they probably belong to his wife. Which doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, that's just as bad. Yeah, and but I think some of them are probably his. I mean the fact that the way the article went down was like all the accounts went private the day they told him about it. Yeah. And it's like yeah. He he probably they were all under his name. Some of them were probably his. Some of them were probably his wife's. Um, I don't think he's sticking around. I'm surprised they haven't fired him yet. Like I feel like they've probably got to get rid of him before the draft and before free agency. So well, it's hard because the NBA basically kind of forced him on them. It's a bad look. Well, I tell you what, if I was them. I mean, David Griffin, <laughs> like a guy that LeBron likes, and if they want to sign LeBron, like I would not be happy if they signed David Griffin because the other How? thing that David Griffin is really, really good at finding shooters, and that is probably the one thing that team needs more than anything. Yeah, but how do you play LeBron, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid? No, yeah, well, Ben Simmons and LeBron can't be on the same team. Yeah, and they're not I mean, getting rid of Ben Simmons. I mean, I guess you could play him on the same team, because here's the thing. Like, you just play Ben Simmons as a really good passing power forward, and then you only play LeBron 36, you know, 36 minutes a night, so you got 12 minutes for Ben Simmons by himself, you know, as the LeBron 2.0, and then you've only got to play him together, you know, another 12 minutes a night or another 24 minutes a night. So 
It's not that hard. I just don't see it. But I think LeBron you know, would have to be a much better shooter for that to work. But the other problem I mean, is is Joel Embiid shoots too much. He shoots too oh, many he's stupid a black threes. hole. He shoots too many stupid threes. Yeah, he's a black black hole too in the post. Yeah, well, the uh, I, that was a. I feel like, like I was arguing. I've been arguing the whole like draft that unless you're getting a thirty a over thirty five percent three point shooter, you it's stupid to draft bigs high anymore. Because you can, all these bigs that Clint Capella was like an end of the draft draft pick. You know, Rudy Gobert was a 23rd pick in the draft. Like every big man is a project now. So why waste a high draft pick on him? You know what I mean? Like either get a guard or a wing anymore. It's just every big man's a project. And even when they're good, you can't build an offense around a big, a big center anymore in the NBA. It's just not. Offenses are too fast, and those offenses are too plotting. I mean, look You'd at Cat. Uh, look at in Minnesota. Like, he can't get the ball enough. Well, Minnesota's the Tibbs is kind of a – I think he's an a bad idiot. coach at this point. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, a team like the Grizzlies, I think at full strength, like, they look pretty good with Marc Gasol, like, running the offense. But Mark, like – Yeah, but he's a high post guy, too. Yeah, the thing with a player and he can like shoot that, over thirty five percent now. That's true, <laughs> and, but uh, like Utah type offenses, like if you're gonna have a team with like a big like that, you gotta have a legitimate like offense being run. Right. Well, that's true too. But what I meant about with like us, if the Cavs do resign LeBron to the max or whatever. I think it's it's going to be scary moving forward, like with LeBron, because you he has to have the ball, like he's still good with the ball. But they're definitely like I think Corey always says it. There is like a LeBron tax. Oh, there totally like, is a LeBron tax. The other problem and, is, sorry, go ahead. And like I don't think, I mean, he obviously makes players better, but he doesn't make anybody improve themselves or expand their game necessarily. Yeah, I mean they're. There certainly is something to that, but that's also on the Cavs coaching staff. You know what Definitely. I mean? Definitely. Yeah, it, it is, but I, I think a lot of it's LeBron. Like, you look at the way certain players <clears throat> expanded their game under Blatt. Like, you look at Delhi, and you look at even Jared Smith became a better player under Blatt. Like, I just don't feel like this team, other than these guys on the end of the bench, that where the focus is being on them developing as players, um, you know, and their time down in the D league and, and working with, uh, handy and, um, Vitaly Potopenko, like the other guys just aren't getting better. I mean, Tristan Thompson hasn't really added a facet to his game in the last three years. I mean, Tristan Thompson, I guess he has gotten to be a better free throw shooter in these playoffs, but that's about it. I mean, yeah, he's a better uh, – well, when he first came to the league, he was pretty good at defense, and I think they tried to develop his offensive game a little bit too much, and he it just never took Yeah, for him. and he's, he's got no post game, and, and that's what, like, they were talking about 
if all these defenses are going to switching and you've got a guy like Thompson who can't score over smaller players, you know, it's a problem. Yeah. Well, you got to have him. He's got a screen like screen for the screener or set off ball things. Yeah. That's the other thing. Like there needs to be more off ball offense because if it's all on ball offense, you just switch everything. And I feel like defenders get a lot more confused on off ball screens. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Cause you got to talk while watching the ball and actually trying to react. Exactly. (sighs) Well, we should probably wrap this up since it's almost 1230 and uh, oh, yeah. Cavs coming back Wednesday. But, uh, David, are you are you going to get in the film room this week? Yeah, I'm going to try to. I don't know. This game kind of depressed me. There's some <laughs> stuff I want to look at. I might do uh, a little bit <clears throat> about the Cavs issue with uh, when they hit like any type of shot that's positive and is going to swing momentum. They have a really bad habit of just letting the Warriors leak out every time. And I might look at uh what happens after LeBron scores. I kind of I have a feeling that the Warriors basically score right every time after LeBron hits a basket. Interesting. But who knows? Interesting. So uh anything else you want to pitch anything uh No. Nah, I mean, I heard the I listened to the new Kanye West album. <laughs> Are you excited about uh, Kanye and the Kardashians on Celebrity Family Feud? <clears throat> I did see that. I'll probably watch it. <laughs> I mean, there's worse TV. Um, the p- new Pusha T album is pretty good. Cool. And um, then, uh, go oh, I listened to Thin Lizzy, the Jailbreak. Someone got me into that. Oh, okay. That so before. the other Thin Lizzy album that's really awesome is Live and Loud. Okay. Which is kind of like a greatest hits live album, but it's really good. It's one of the best live albums of the seventies for sure. All right, I like some of the I like the Ted Nugent live album. Um, crap, it, I forget what it's called. It might be a Detroit one. <laughs> well, I'm just gonna let that one go because I don't know. Oh, he's good. I don't like him as a person, Uncle but he's Teddy? a good guitarist. Yeah, he's a good guitarist. <laughs> he's, a, he's one of those. He's a buffoon, though. He he's turned <clears throat> into a buffoon. Yeah. What are you listening to? Uh some new Nico Case album. Really, really good. Um, she's going to be playing Nautica or Jacob's Pavilion in June thirtieth. So I'm excited about that. Um. That's pretty much for new music. Um, I have to check out. I'll check out that Pusha T album. Um, I'm not a Kanye. Yeah. I'm not a Kanye guy. I don't get it. Um, it's it's interesting for this album was interesting because it's pretty stripped down and it's a lot of like soul samples. But. Well, that would be more interesting than his last couple things, but. Uh, yeah. I really enjoyed uh, the solo movie, but which I said I think I said last podcast. But um, and I don't know if I'm looking forward to any more movies, except although that Hotel Artemis looks interesting, and I want to see Annihilation, which just came out on video. So which one's Annihilation? Annihilation. Oh, that was the sci-fi book. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and it's like an all-female cast practically. There was so. a good preview in the movie theaters that looked like a. Um, 
like a Fast and Furious ripoff, basically, without cars. <laughs> How do you do Fast rid- and Furious without cars? Just ridiculous action and special effects. Huh. There's also do you know the, the name of this movie? movie? No, I can't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> and Skyscraper. That was the other oh, one. Oh, Skyscraper. See. Seriously? Like, it's the you same know it's gonna be good. movie. He did Rampage, which is just Skyscraper with monsters. And then he did Earthquake, which is Skyscraper with earthquakes. It's like he just makes the same movie over and over and over. Look, skyscrapers are cool, dude. <laughs> it it heightens the intensity of the movie because they're high off the ground the whole time. He basically just remade Die Hard. Hey, Die Hard's a good movie. <laughs> I will. Um, so I'm excited because it looks like Nev Campbell is his wife, and I was a big Nev Campbell fan back in the day. So, <laughs> um, oh, I'm going to see Slayer this week. Nice. Where at? Ah, uh, it's at Blossom. Nice. But yeah, the tickets were on sale on Groupon, and it's my favorite band of all time still. But. Sweet. So that'll be uh, that'll be weird to see. <sighs> yeah, I think um, Jack White's playing Wednesday. Wednesday, where's he playing? I don't know. I don't think we I determined think that's that. The I one the... in. Uh... Oh, he's a. Jacobs. No, oh, playing at I didn't Jacobs. Even know that. Yeah, he's playing at Jacobs on June six. I didn't even know that. I totally would have gone. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know he was that big to play somewhere like that. Oh yeah. Well, he was the lead lead singer of the White Stripes. No, I know that, but I remember yeah. what was the one band he had like Dead or or not Dead Orchard. Uh, Dead Weather. Something. Dead Weather. And the Rock I thought Dead Weather was really yeah. cool. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, shoot! I wish uh, I had bought tickets because that's actually my birthday. So, oh, it is. Yeah, happy June early 6th. birthday, D Day. How old are you gonna be? Um, I'm gonna be a year younger than Nev Campbell, so I'll be 43. Oh, that's not that old. No, no, and a year older than Jack White. So, I think um, St. Vincent's coming to Cleveland, possibly too. Yeah, there's a lot of good shows this summer, but I have not. Uh, haven't made many. My uh my concert buddy is kind of uh he just had his first kid, so he's he's pretty much uh out of the picture for for a while. Yeah. Well, uh it has been a good Cavs of podcast, very cathartic, very uh get the wash the loss out of our hair and uh come back strong on Wednesday. And as always, go Cavs. Go Cavs. Thank you for listening to Cavs the Blogs Podcast. Check back soon for some more fun with your favorite blogger. There's a fire. Lost your home. Lose your partner. And we're